No, that's all. Thanks so much for having me on this show. It was really fun. Your questions are so good. I was like, man, I'm, I'm excited about this. So yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Hair's kind of crazy today. I need a haircut. Well, <laughs> hello again and welcome back to Success Fact, the success factory for building a life you love. I'm your host, Felix Becker, and I am thrilled to be your guide on this exciting journey. Now, we all know I am passionate about the power of coaching, right? That's why I love bringing you conversations with amazing people who can show you exactly what a coach does and how they can unlock your potential. This week, we're diving into the inspiring story of Kat May. Now, she's an entrepreneur, an artist, a mom, and a life coach. Basically, a multi-talented Wonder Woman. Kat's journey is packed with wisdom and takeaways that will leave you feeling motivated and ready to take action. But before we jump in, just a quick reminder, if you dig the show, smash that like button, subscribe, share it with your friends, leave a review. Doing this helps me reach more people like you who are ready to build their dream life. You feel me? All right, well, let's buckle up and get ready to be inspired. Here is my conversation with the incredible Kat May. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, so I'm happy for you to be here. So uh, let's get right into it. Who are you? So I am Kat. I am a certified life coach. That's actually how I met Felix was through alumni. I was certified in life coaching, I believe, um, <clears throat> 2020. Um, but before then, even then, I was always an entrepreneur, and I am now a creative co consultant, life co life coaching certified. I actually am a published author and artist as well. I published my first book beginning of last year, which is very exciting. And I have, you know, many businesses and brands that I still maintain today. That's awesome. So were you always an entrepreneur? Like you're coming out of out of school and you just started your own business? Uh, so the story goes, uh, I was always uh, an artist and writer first. So if you could see some of my artwork behind, uh, I started painting and creating art since I was three years old. And my daughter, she started the same. She's five now, but she started when she was three. And I, it's just, you know, been something we would, were always in love with, writing and art. And till now, she still draws. And so from then, I actually created my first brand. I believe it was in my early 20s. I was a writer and artist and blogger. And I did a lot of art shows. And from there, I was like, how can I turn this into a business? So it's always been in me. I think what was the catalyst to start my own business was joining my first MLM, which is multi-level marketing. And I know a lot of people have opinions on that, you know, beliefs on that. But really, the what I got from it was I got to learn from a lot of amazing mentors, though a lot of the ones that we follow, like back in the day was, you know, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Les Brown. So I was really fortunate to actually be there, you know, while they were on stage and listen and learn from all of these people, which was really amazing. And so from then I just started different brands and business, my first one being an art brand. Um, and then after that, uh, it turned into writing and then a, a kid's clothing line. And then that's when I got certified as a life coach and started helping other coaches build the same way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an incredible journey. So I am curious though, most people, don't start that entrepreneur journey right off the bat, right? Most people go through some employed positions first before they get fed up with the process and they know there's more for them out there 
before they spin out on their own. So what was your influence like at that time for you to be able to just jump right in? Ooh, I love this question. That's really good, Felix. I like this. Uh, so I would say for you to continue and be motivated, self-motivated, so self-driven, it absolutely depends on who you surround yourself with, right? You know, you are the sum of who you hang out with. And if everyone you're hanging out with isn't motivated, isn't self-driven, doesn't have the urgency, you're going to be that next person, right? And the next thing is how deep is your why? Right. And for me, my why was my family, my parents. I saw my parents, you know, struggle, you know, financially at, at one point, you know, during um, when they were like they lost their house when I was younger. And I was like, wow, what can I do? You know, because of the economy at that time, I was like, what can I do to be that daughter that helps my family? And so when I say that and a lot of like, you know, I'm Filipino, there are a lot of other Filipino friends I have and family members that say, yeah, I want to do that. I will do that. But is your why deep enough for you to actually go for it and do that? And mine was because that was painful for me to watch my family like lose their house. Um, so that became my biggest why. And I had the urgency right off the bat. So, you know, when you're saying like, how do you, you know, like that was my drive, my why, who I was surrounding myself with. I had a lot of amazing mentors that literally my mentors were 26 years old at the time. They were retiring their parents. And as, as they were 26, they were tying their parents and their parents' parents. And so because I was surrounded by that, I was always motivated. It's like, wow, what are they doing? And what can I do to get there and do better? Um, but of course, there's a roller coaster effect, right? You know, what comes up will go down. Just like the economy, there's a lot of stuff that will happen, challenges, obstacles. And so when that when my business was doing well, even there, and then it would, you know, rise and fall, how do you get back up? And so it goes back to again, it's like, who is who is your village? Who's your community that will help you get inspired again, get motivated again? That's super important. And so I was really fortunate that. I always was aware of that. And so I was like, hey, do I have the right mentors? Do I have the right coaches? Is it inner work that I have to do? Maybe it's therapy, right? But the person themselves has to have that drive to do it. If, if I, you know, all of a sudden lost that drive and I'm like, uh, it's not for me anymore. I want to go back to the nine to five. There's nothing wrong with that. I had the nine to five career for so many years um, as I was building a side hustle. Um, but you know, it's like your self drive is going to, it's going to be determined. It's always going to be up to you. It's that person in the mirror. That's, that's the person that's going to decide, do I want to keep going or not? Sometimes you could have a village around you, but then at the same time, even with that village, you still don't want to do it right. Then maybe it's not for you right now. And that's okay. Yeah. No. Oh my God. There is so much gold in everything you just said. <laughs> And I, I want to get back to, to one important point here, because I was also just involved in a bit of a LinkedIn discussion on this uh, with Martin Stark and uh, in, in one of the posts that he made recently uh, about who you surround yourself with is so important. You know, when I when I when I tell people this, uh, you know, I, it's some, I started with the examples, you know, if, if your friends were Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Bill Gates and you surround yourself with those people all the time, uh, you, too, would be driven. And a lot of times the response is, well, yeah, because it'd be paying for all my bills and be so great. I'm like, no, you're, you're failing to see the point. Right. You, it's, it's not that they would be paying your bills. And, you know, maybe they'll take you out to dinner. But the, the important thing is you're surrounding yourself with people who are going to inspire that within you to do the same, to be better, to do good, 
uh, to do something different with your life. I mean, it's sometimes easier for people to see. So if you just go to your nine to five and you're perfectly content to come home at the end of the day and put on Netflix and binge watch shows or go to the bar at night, and that's all your life is, and that's that's how you're happy, that's perfectly fine. But if those are the people you surround yourself with and you want something more, you're not going to get the support you need, the inspiration you need, the ideas you need in order to break free from that to create something better for yourself. Um, your network is your net worth. So yeah, I mean, that's you're, you're so right. But it still, it still requires a drive for something better. Uh, and in your case, it sounds like that why for you has been seeing your parents lose their home. Uh, and and I'm assuming here, based on everything you said, that was because they maybe lost their jobs. Um, and that's what drove you into being your own boss and going off into entrepreneurship. But I'm assuming. So tell me a little bit more about what makes you. Yeah. Tell. I mean, it was definitely during that time in the economy, which I feel like we're still going through it now. Right. Um, and so even with their jobs, they just couldn't afford that house at the time. Just it, everything was rising. It was the expenses were rising. And and so it just wasn't working anymore. And so me being the oldest, right, and the first granddaughter here also in the U.S., um, it was so important for me to be like, what can I do to step up? And and I say this a lot in my own podcast to a lot of like, you know, to, to speak to towards like friends and family like that are the kids of, you know, whether first generation, second generation and and whatnot. But. Like if you really care about your family, you really, really care about them and, and you are aware of where they are, especially financially or where they are in their life and they're getting older, right? Maybe you don't have much time with them left. Um, I've always told myself, like, I don't want to regret, like, God forbid something happens and I didn't try my best when I could have, right? And you know, me even saying this to friends and family over the years, there's some people that will resonate to some people it won't and that's okay. Right. But for me, it was just like, I always had that like, inner Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm a huge comic book fan, superhero fan. So <laughs> I will be like, ah, but I want to save everyone. I want to help everyone. And I want to support everyone. There is also a downfall to that too, because some people don't want to be helped. Some people don't want to be supported, which I had to learn over time in my journey. So anyways, um, but yeah, as I got into entrepreneurship, that was my first why. And keep in mind for anyone that's like, this is my why. That could be your first why, and then later you'll have a second why, a third why. Maybe that why changes, and that's okay. And for me, my why changed drastically. It was, yes, of course, my family, but then once I had my daughter, she became my why, right? My new family became my why. And those that know my story know that I became a single mom right after I had my daughter, which was like, talk about urgency and more drive. I have goosebumps even saying this every time because that had become my my biggest why is now it's like we have to survive i'm a single mom you know we had to start over during the pandemic in 2020 i had to move back to san diego and it's like i'm not gonna fail my daughter right and so sometimes for other people out there they don't have that why right now and that's okay maybe you have to dive deeper what i learned through lumia you know a lot of uh, journey coaching is that what is your why behind your why if it is to help your family, then why do you want to help your family? And what does that mean to you? What does that do for you, right? So sometimes you have to dive deeper and ask all those questions. And like they taught us in Lumia and Journey is like, be curious, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Again, you're just dropping the gold here. I should just let you talk for the rest of this episode. It's amazing. You know, 
Uh, what, one thing you said is you didn't want to have any regrets. And that's one of the things that I had to learn for myself is, you know, every action we take or every opportunity that we have, we can either find a way to make it happen or we can find an excuse not to do it. And I find if we find an excuse, that will later turn into a regret. So I always say live a life without excuse and you'll never form any regrets. And I, I would love to have more people understand that and live their own lives that way. Screw the excuses, right? I mean, you, like you said, uh, you don't know how much time you have with your family, with your friends, with yourself even for that matter. So why not live life to the fullest? Stop with the excuses. Use all, every opportunity you have to experience something new and amazing. So you're a coach, uh, Lumia trained just like I am. So what do you, you know, for anybody listening to this, what is something everybody can do? You said introspection, deep introspection uh, to find that why, but, uh, and that takes time. Uh, I know for myself, that took a long, lot of time, a lot of coaching to really get to the bottom of it. The why behind the why behind the why, but what's the first step? What is, what is the first thing anybody listening to this right now can do to help find that why? for themselves? Mm. Ooh. I would say the easiest, that's without time, money, anything, is start listening to personal development. That's the, that's gold right there. Whether you're in the car, right, in, in your home, you're getting ready for work, listen to personal development. That will help, you know, retrain, reprogram your mind to healthy behaviors, right? Um, healthy lifestyle, mind, body, soul. There's so many podcasts out there. You can listen to Felix's podcast with all the entrepreneurs and business owners. Get inspired through that. That is the first thing you can do. And then start to be curious. Maybe you like one mentor, one business more than the other, and you're learning that as you're in the car driving to work, you know, and you want to explore that, right? Maybe it's art. Maybe it's you want to be a life coach. Maybe it's, you know, starting your own business. Um, I would say that would be the easiest way is like be curious by listening to other entrepreneurs, learning from other entrepreneurs and business owners and see which where that takes you. Right. But my favorite is to always just be curious. Right. And you won't know what that is, what your niche will be, what kind of business you're going to have unless you go and be curious and play. Right. Figure out all the things that you like. Maybe when you were younger, you used to love in like sew dresses and clothes. So then dive deeper into that. And when you start looking for mentors and coaches, what I always tell even my own clients, just very like be aware of who you're asking for help from, right? Are they in a place where you want to be? Is this entrepreneur? Is this life coach? Is this person building in the community? Are they really doing that? Are they someone that you would dream or aspire to be? So, you know, that's a, a really important tip because a lot of us also get into the a place where we get, um, we start to hire so many coaches, we end up having five coaches or get five certifications, a serial, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like they want to have all the certifications, all the degrees before we make a decision, which is also very dangerous because now you have all this debt. You're like, maybe I need this certificate to do this and this and that. And it's like, no, be curious first, see, you know, seek out the right coach, mentor, I, I extremely believe in like, you know, um, personal development therapy is super important. If you can have one therapist, one coach, even better, or someone that does both even better. Um, but I believe that those would be the keys, keys to success if you tried anything um, in that way. Yeah, no, that that's gold. Uh, again, uh, I agree. I think a good place to start are personal development podcasts, YouTube channels. There's plenty of them out there. 
uh, that's how I started. Uh, and that's what ultimately uh, shifted the tide for me. Um, I, I can tell you, I've, I've been through depression and suicidal thoughts myself, uh, through therapy, I've uh, been on seven antidepressants in my life. And, and for me, uh, it wasn't until I found coaching that I was really able to transform my life and set myself free and figure out who is Felix and why am I here? You know, why am I doing or why do I want to do the things that I want to do? Right. Uh, that, that definitely took some time. And my why has changed too over the last couple of years uh, as, as my life circumstances changed, my experience changed, my, my knowledge changed. Um, but the, the other important part that you mentioned is people get stuck in this analysis paralysis where they think, oh, I just need more information, more certification, more diplomas in order to get to where I want to be. And the, the truth of the matter is everything you need to know to be successful is already within you. You just have to believe in yourself. You have to trust in yourself and you have to know yourself. And that's where coaching comes in to really bring that out from within you uh, to really unleash your genius. Uh, but I wanna come back to one more thing for you specifically, because uh, we wanna know who Kat really is. So you mentioned regrets. <laughs> Do you have any regrets left? What What is your biggest regret that you that's still lingering in your life? Man, you know, I don't think it's not so much regrets. I think if anything, it's like, being aware faster when I was younger that even with my mentors and the people I was surrounding myself with, as I was building my business, you know, and in my early 20s successfully through multi-level marketing at the time, I was still not doing the inner work. And so, yeah, my paycheck may be getting better, but I also was hurting a lot of people on my way up because I wasn't continuously having that balance of, great, we're working on the money, but are, are you also still doing personal development? That's why I'm like, you know, I'm firm believer of that, is doing the inner work. Um, because you could have like all the money in the world, but then you have no friends because, you know, you didn't know how to be a good friend, which at the time, like I was still learning how to be a good friend. I was, I was going through a lot of like really toxic relationships, right? I was still learning to love myself which is super freaking important. And I was destroying like a lot of my relationships because I realized, you know, I was, I didn't understand what like that self-worth was yet. So, you know, if I could go back, I'd be like, man, Kat, like, you know, have healthy boundaries, right? With your relationships, take more time to learn more about yourself, you know, be curious and love yourself. But I didn't know how to do that. I don't think I even knew how to love myself until I was in my thirties when I had my daughter. Then I understood what that love was. And that, that makes me emotional, actually, because, you know, it's like I could have spared myself, of course, a lot of hurt and pain. I went through a lot of depression, like, you know, as you're saying, too. And it's like, I think a lot of that would have been easier is if I did a lot of more self-reflection on my own and do the inner work. Um, then it would have been an easier process. But I don't regret it because, of course, everything that we have done leads us to where we are today. And I took everything I learned from every relationship, friendship, and applied it to the next, right? And we make mistakes and I'm still making mistakes and you know, we're only human. Um, so who is Kat really? I think that was part of the question. Uh, well, Kat is an artist, she's a writer, she's a creative. And I think, you know, in that journey, because I got lost in like being successful and selling and, you know, being around a lot of people that were like, sell, sell, sell. And which was great to have mentors like that, you know, make over six figures, retire your parents. But, you know, at the same time, like I wasn't happy. 
And so what I love about life coaching is you do a lot of reflection in there. And it's like, you find out who, like who you really are, what you really like. And I went back to, you know, um, how do I incorporate my creative self? I love to, you know, create, I love art. I love writing now into coaching. Does that exist? And I'm also Hatha yoga certified. Is there health and wellness in there? I remember, and I told this story um, a little bit um, in some of my blogs and maybe in the next book, I'll talk more about this, but I had a friend who was, um, he was um, in cancer research in one of the top universities in San Diego. And I remember sitting with him and having this conversation at the time in my twenties. And I said to my friend, man, I really want to incorporate health and wellness and I want to be an artist and I want to work with clients that want to do both and build this kind of business. And him being a very logical person, of course, you know, cancer research, finding, you know, cure for cancer was like, Kat, you can't do all of that. He's like, that's not possible. Like you have to focus on one thing at a time. And saying that to someone like me is like, oh, really? Do you think so? Because I will challenge you that I will do it. And I think that's who Kat really is, is like growing up, I was told you can't be an artist, you can't sell your artwork, it's not going to make any money, you can't be a creative in this industry, you can't be a hatha, you can't be a yoga instructor, you're going to be broke, right. And every time someone had told me that even in my 20s, the one thing I know about myself, I like a challenge. <laughs> so, you know, when you tell me I can't do something, you know, sure enough, they're like, Oh, you can't, you know, sell, you know, your art, I actually helped produce several art shows here in California. I I was, you know, hosting art shows. I was in art shows where you would see my art, you know, up on the walls at these shows. I also hosted an art show in San Francisco that had over over a thousand people, over a thousand tickets sold. And I helped mentor a lot of other artists that were like struggling, trying to find how to, you know, be inspired again because everyone's telling them they're going to be a broke artist. So, you know, that's kind of where I saw there was like coaching in there somewhere, you know, and I was like, huh, maybe that's possible. So can't be an artist. Well, I did it many times. I was produced in several shows, produced some art shows. Then they're like, oh, writing's hard. I published a book beginning of last year. <laughs> How do you become, you know, a business owner and a mom and a single mom? Well, that happened to me in 2020. Like I, I also felt like I didn't have a choice. So, you know, um, I think that's like who I really am is like when someone presents a challenge and says to me, you can't do that. Even in art, I had a teacher was like, oh, you're mixing colors that don't really fit. I like to break rules. Right. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a rebel <laughs> to be successful. A rebel of life. No, I, oh, yeah. I you know, I, I could relate to all that uh, on so many levels. Uh, I, too, don't like being told that I can't do something that just fuels my fire. Because then I just want to prove everybody wrong that yes, indeed, I can. And, and, and so can you. Um, so it, one thing you mentioned uh, earlier was uh, the self-love component. And I absolutely agree with you that that's where it has to start. And that took me a long time to figure out. That took me a long time to get to. And uh, for me, it was almost the other way around. Like I, once, well, it may be similar to yours, actually. Uh, but once I had my kids, I started to understand what love truly was. And then I have to figure out, well, how do I use that on myself? How can I feel that for myself? And that took you know, a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of personal development to, to get to. Uh, it certainly was not uh, easy, but it, it wasn't hard. It wasn't simple. It was time consuming and I had to put some energy into it. So for you, it sounds like a big component has always been your art 
uh, and now this book. So I want to know more about your art. What kind of art do you do? And also tell us about this book that you wrote. Yeah, so um, it's called Written with Heart. Um, Written with Heart, spelling W-R-I-T-T-H-E-A-R-T. So Written with Art. Play on words written with heart. <laughs> okay, so okay, I got it. It's a lot of uh, poetry pieces in there, and um, my artwork on there. My daughter's artwork um, is also in the book, and I talk about what each piece is within the poetry itself. So if you read the pieces, you'll have the pieces on one side and the art on the other. And my idea around that was when I have a gallery and people come, they would be listening to headphones like you're wearing right now looking at my art piece, reading the written poetry piece next to it, and be like fully embodied mind, body, soul with the music, watching, like reading, you know, at the same time, and they could feel what I was feeling at the time. And when I wrote those pieces, this is over like a span of 10 years that was put into the book. Um, it was a it was a lot of hard times, a lot of depression. It was a lot of relationships that I was falling in and out of love, a lot of heartbreak. Um, learning about you're talking about self love, loving myself, and what that you know what that looked like in these relationships. And I was so young, and I, I you know I got hurt a lot, and I hurt a lot of you know in those I hurt those people in those relationships. So it was just over time what had happened you know in that book. So over ten years. Um, written pieces plus the artwork in a span of over 10 years. The artwork behind me, it's the first pieces were mixed media. Mixed media, um, I actually put together in a lab wooden, um, this one's like a wooden mixed media piece uh, from like Home Depot, brought a bunch of wood together, sanded it down, you know, sawed it down, and then put together a bunch of like mixed media art on it. Um, the one behind me, if you can see, well, I guess we'll show it in, a, in my Instagram, but uh, it's uh, all the best music composers of all time. So you have like Beethoven, Bach, they're all like in a music sheet on here. And then uh, a real classical bass piece on there as well. So I do a lot of mixed media art. My daughter, she does watercolor, acrylic. And I mean, she's now she's drawing. She does a lot of mixed media stuff herself too. So... <laughs> That, that's fantastic. And I think I, I want to tie that into something you mentioned earlier with uh, niching down, right? I, I think in terms of marketing, especially for us coaches, uh, it, it makes sense to have a narrow niche because it makes the marketing component easier. But the human experience is so multidimensional. It almost doesn't make any sense to do that. If you truly want to help someone, you have to be curious, as you had mentioned, uh, but you really have to be aware of all these other dimensions of somebody's life. You know, and, and that clearly shines through in your art. There's not just the paint on canvas. There's the poem that goes along with it, the music uh, that goes along with it, uh, the reading that goes along with it. There's so many dimensions to your art, which is truly a reflection of life. And I think for any, for any coach who just focuses on an, a narrow lane like that, they're, they're, they're potentially missing out on all these other dimensions of what makes each and every one of us unique and human. Um, so... Truly beautiful. I love that. Um, so when then or how did the coaching piece fit in then? Uh, how, how did that come about? Oh, I love that. So when I you know, was helping produce those art shows and I was in art shows myself, I was surrounded by a lot of artists that didn't believe in themselves that were like, can I pursue this? Is this possible? So when I helped produce um, and host that show in San Francisco, uh, I was put in charge of doing the walkthrough with a, a lot of the artists that were going to be in the show. 
And there were a lot of young artists. There were a lot of artists that were also been around doing it for a really long time. But the artists that were just starting, they were scared. Like, you know, they were going through what I was going through, friends, family, feeling like they can't, they don't believe in them. And, you know, what I had said to them, you know, it was a group, a big group of them. I was like, hey, you know, like you had said, you have to believe in yourself. And sometimes even when you're, the people that love you the most can hurt you the most. And they, they don't know how to show support. They show it in fear instead, right? Like you shouldn't do that. It's not sustainable. You can't make money. And um, sometimes at the end, you really have to fight for yourself and your own dreams. That's where you have to make the decision. And so when I was saying that to a lot of these people that were artists, I was like, wow, where, where's the maybe this is something. I don't know. And that was like, you know, in my early 20s. So from there, I went back into a career nine to five. And then I was in I was in dentistry. Like I was like doing like manager stuff, front desk stuff, treatment coordinating. And within that, I there were also a lot of employees that were going through it because they were going to dental school. They were really young. And they were like, is this something I really want to do? I'm going to be in a lot of debt. So it's funny. There's like a sliding door to go to the front desk. They would come in, sit down, and they would go, and I'm like, what is it now? What's going on? So I guess like I'm like now I'm like, so these little, I call them the breadcrumbs, right? Throughout life. Like you, there's like little things happening there. Everyone somehow calls you, texts you, asks you for answers and you're still like figuring out life. But for some reason they're drawn to your energy. And I feel like that's where it kind of like, huh, wh what does this look like? Right. And then, so from dentistry, same thing, even with friends, they were always like, you know, asking me questions, like helping them reflect on their own stuff. And so I was like, huh. And then of course, when I became a single mom in 2020 and I went through life coaching school and I realized like, wow, you know, journey had showed me, maybe this is something I was supposed to be doing my whole life was coaching, mentoring, you know, um, because everything that was in there, all the teachers and what we were learning, I was like, this is my, this is my, my group. This is my community. I want to be a part of this. I want to help. Like, how can I monetize also off this, you know, at the same time? Um, so yeah, the, the breadcrumbs had led me to be like, oh, you know, coaching. When I got certified as a life coach, before I even got certified as a life coach, there's a little entrepreneurship there because, you know, I love to build businesses and brands. I was already helping other people within, you know, the school build their business. I was already, I already had clients before I got my certification. I was hitting the ground running and I just fell in love with it. Right. But as I was doing the business coaching, you know, within um, within uh, that time, I was like, man, I love business coaching. But at the same time, I was losing this key component of myself, which was the creative part, the fun part, the, all the artwork. And how do I incorporate that? It was like that question again. How do you balance both worlds? How do you incorporate all of that into one? And you know, reminding yourself not to listen to the other voice saying like, you can't do that. You can't be all these things in one. That's not possible. Right. And so from there, what came out till now was being the creative consultant. Like I love to consult people about their business, but I love to dive deeper on how they can be creative when they're with their business. Maybe it's them having a clothing brand. Maybe it's them doing a podcast. Maybe it's publishing a book, right? To incorporate those parts. Maybe they want to do health and fitness within life coaching whatever that looks like for that person. So, yeah. yeah that's, that, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. I, I love that. Uh, and, and Lumia has been an incredibly supportive community. Uh, I mean, just the, 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 not just the, uh, trainers, but the trainees as well. I mean, it's just been uh, a wonderful, uh, 
it, it, just incredible experience for me joining Lumia. How did you find Lumia? Why Lumia? Why not? Why not any of the other million programs that are out there to make you a life coach? That is such a good question. You know, so it was Journey at the time, J R N I Journey. And with, with Journey at the time, I don't know if it was an ad or something. And I just remember uh, I could have seen the ad during in 2020. And so I was like, oh, I want to do a, you know, um, a call. And I got a call with, you know, someone was that was doing, you know, reaching out and all of that. And when we got on the call, I was ready to invest in something. And I just remember talking to the girl. I wish I could remember her name because she was amazing. But she helped onboard me into, you know, the school. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And the curriculum looks amazing. And on top of that, it was only like several months. It wasn't that long. And um, it was pretty affordable, you know, for, for what they teach you. And I thought that was great. So, um, yeah, I think it came about from an ad and, you know, um, yeah, it was an ad or some sort. But I just think it's so interesting that, like, I, w- I felt very lucky because I went into life coaching during the pandemic. And, you know, of course, outside when the pandemic, like, everyone was like, I want to be a life coach. Like, Jay Shetty started his school. And it was, like, right after the pandemic. And it was, like, everyone was a life coach. And I was like, dang, like, luckily I got in there before everyone was like, now you have like, everyone wants to be a life coach. Everyone's a life coach, you know, which is great. That's fine. You know, that's awesome. Um, but I, I do love, I'm, I'm very like loyal to Journey and Lumia. I really love everything that they've done. I love the teachers that they have. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. That's, uh, that's so true. Again, amazing community. It's been a, one of the best experiences of my life uh, to join them. Uh, otherwise you and I would have probably never met. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, you know, that, that's been wonderful right there. So, uh, who, who would you say is your ideal client right now? Who should reach out to you after listening to this, uh, to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I became certified as a life coach, I was only working with new coaches, right? Because a lot of the new life coaches, a lot of the coaches that get certified, the first question that happens, like the first thing that happens, the first question they have is, how do I build this as a business? And so I think the problem that arises, and this is for anyone within life coaching or anyone starting a business, right? Is that they don't have the basics of how to start a business. Like, great, I have the certification, but then how do I find clients? How do I sell? Do I know how to sell? Right. And so I attracted a ton of people from not only that coaching school, but a lot of business owners. I'm in San Diego that were like, how do I start a business? So I worked with a ton of people that were starting a business, um, a lot of life coaches just getting their certification, um, a lot of people that wanted to learn about sales, the basics of a lot of those things. And that was really fun. I really loved helping other other, um, you know, other coaches start their business and watching them evolve was really fun like from beginning to end if anything they learned how to like what their presence was in their business really what they why they were doing that what they were passionate about it was it was really interesting to see them evolve and that's the best part about coaching right it's like seeing the client you work with go from beginning to end like transform into this you know other person which is amazing which was great but then as i started to like i said I came to this point in my business. It's like, wow, great. I have the money. I, you know, I, it's, I'm working with amazing people, but I wasn't happy again. And so when I say your why changes, your niche might change a million times. That's okay. The profile on your Instagram and Facebook might change. I tell clients, who cares? No one cares that you've changed it every day. No one cares. 
<laughs> you know, that's part of life. If you're not evolving, then that's when I would question, right? Like, how are you just on the straight line the whole time? Um, and so I had to dive deeper into like, I want to tap back into my creative. When my daughter turned three, um, she started to get me involved with her art again. And I will tell you, when I picked up the paintbrush and she was painting, we were painting on our easel. If you go to my Instagram, you can see us painting together. Um, if you go back a couple of reels, I started crying. It was like art therapy for me. And I was like, Kat, this key component, you forgot. This is part, this has to be part of your business. This is part of you as an entrepreneur. This is who you are. How can you incorporate this back into the clients that you work with? What does that look like? These are all great questions to keep asking yourself, right? And I was like, you know, I want to tap back into that. And so I, you know, was going, it was so funny. My daughter asked me to look for like old pictures when I was younger or something. And I was going through a bin and I had found the pieces that I had written over 10 years. My daughter has been my muse every time. I give her credit for all of this. And I pulled out all, you know, the written pieces, a lot of my artwork that I've done like over the span of 10 years. And I was like, man, what does this look like? So then I was like, let's go back into publishing the book that I had promised everyone that I would publish this art book with my written pieces. And I started doing that. And then I started to attract more clients at the same time. Cause you know, when you work on yourself, you start to attract those people that want to work with you. They were like, Hey, I want to be creative too. I want to work on this part of my business. I want to build a clothing brand. I also design clothes. So you like, I was attracting, starting to attract all those clients that wanted to do that. It wasn't so much about the business anymore. It was like, yeah, I want to scale my business, but I want to incorporate the things that I love into my business, um, the creative aspect of that, and be really passionate about my business. And I was like, okay, let's do that. So a lot of my clients now, they're, of course, very passionate about what they do. They want to dive in and be more creative. If you go to my Instagram, I do a ton of lifestyle reels. That's part of my artwork. That's part of my design. So I love like sharing that and helping other clients build their brand, their Instagram, Facebook, but also get clients from that because they're showing their audience what they love. So then they're attracting the clients. Like, how do I do that too? Whether it's them going back into health and fitness, whether it's them as a real estate agent, maybe they want to be the number one event planner in San Diego. And ironically, these are all my clients, like currently right now, you know, um, they are the ones that I work with and I've been working with them, you know, one of them for almost two years now. And so, you know, those are the clients I currently serve. Um, not really new to business at this point. A lot of them have their own, own business. They're just maybe stuck and they're like, how do I now scale this where I love it? And, and I'm like, man, that is going to be my mission is how do I help you build a business that you love, but also continuously scale at the same time and don't lose yourself in it. That you can always look at your business and be like, man, you know, um, I love it even as it's evolving. Right. And then the key components within that, the entrepreneur side, which is the shark side in me is helping them build multiple streams of income within their brand and their business, which is so important. That's what I learned at a life coaching school is that those of us that can be a life coach, just a life coach and make a ton of money, you're making over six figures. Great. Are you, you're comfortable? Great. But for a lot of life coaches and coaches I've worked with, they're like, uh, this is not sustainable by itself for now. They need to keep their career and do that. Or maybe they need to build the brand around it. Maybe it's the podcast. Maybe it's a clothing line. Maybe it's selling artwork on the side. And I help them explore that and do strategy around that. Um, currently right now, um, I am probably still taking a few one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm building group coaching in San Diego 
And I'm really excited because that's in person. And what's going to happen with that is we start in a few weeks is we're doing group coaching together, but it's a hybrid of active referrals. So now you get the group coaching component, but you are actively referring within the group, right? A lot of people think of like BNI, Chamber of Commerce, you know, all of that stuff. But where this will be successful, and I made sure of this because of everything I've learned, is to have healthy boundaries within the group and choose the right aligned people that have the mission to give back to the community, that want to give back, but also want to resource the people within the group. So this is something that's never happened before out in San Diego. It's a new you know, hybrid of coaching. Um, I have a lot of people that I'm working with partnered up with down here in San Diego. So if anyone is listening and from in San Diego, we'd love for you to join us. Um, this is going to be a phenomenal group because we're going to scale this within six months. You'll see all of us, you know, out there helping and building the community, help build each other's businesses. But at the, at the biggest thing is you see us giving back. We want to provide workshops and resources to the community, right? Which when I say that, and, and as we're ending this podcast, and I'm not going to sugarcoat that. You come across a lot of people in the community because I've been, I built really fast when I got back here in 2020 is that if I don't see you at these community events, at these workshops, at the farmer's market, at like the local events, then, and you're saying you want to give back to the community. Are you, are you actually doing it? Are you showing up? Now, if I don't see you, <laughs> then you're not doing it, right? Because I go to events all the time. How you can support local is go on to meetup.com. I have a meetup.com group that I've built. It has over 200 members that I co-host down here in San Diego. It's like, if you don't see those events in the community to be a part of that are aligned with you, then, then create it yourself. Create what you need, right? Doesn't matter if it's on Facebook, Instagram, in the community. Oh, Kat, there's no group that does a cute book club and, you know, business owners. Well, then why don't you be the one that leads it? right? Then you can find your clients there. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing down here right now. We actually, I actually have a second book coming out. It's a kid's book, which, you know, thank you. You did the survey for that. And I was like, you know, getting feedback on our next book that's coming out in like um, two months. So yeah, I'll share all that information with you guys too. Hopefully another art book, a lot more art on the way, but yeah, this year is impact community. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> that, that sounds incredible. Um, so <laughs> Uh, you know, I think what's amazing is that you're very intentional about building your community. And like we said earlier, networking is so key. Uh, and I, I actually wrote a book too on networking uh, a couple of months ago. And uh, it's it's a different, it's not a textbook. It's not meant to be academic and teach you how to do networking better. Uh, it's really meant to uh, give to people to in, for them to introduce themselves to you. Um, so you have a better understanding of who they are and not just what they are and what they do. So uh, I want to ask you some questions out of this book to, again, paint a little bit you know, more color on, yeah. on who this Yeah, I love your questions, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> who this fascinating person named Kat is. So who or what is your source of inspiration? Well, like I said, my daughter, my family, you know, my partner, his name's Eric. He's been incredible. You know, he found me, me and my daughter. I was a single mom with a kid and he was like, I love you guys. So <laughs> love my family. <laughs> yeah. Fa family is, is big to you. That's, that's, I think pretty obvious. Uh, in that same vein, what is your favorite motto or tagline to live by? Ooh, oh my God. I'm like forgetting. Um, Oh, 
what is it? How does it go? It's even on my website. I can, I will, and I must. Yes. Oh, I, I love that. It's been a lifetime of that. <laughs> yes. No, that is so awesome. I mean, the, the idea that you, yes, you can, uh, is, is so big. And I think more people need to understand that. Uh, what is a place you haven't been to yet, but really want to visit? Ooh, um, we're trying to plan a trip to Portland um, or Seattle. I haven't been out that way. I've been to all the other states. So that would be a fun like spring break. My birthday's coming up in two months. So maybe a nice like trip out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. I think you're, you're one of the first people who answer with something in the States. Most people like go international, like Bali. Oh yeah. A few times, right? Yeah. Iceland. Oh yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. I mean, I definitely want to go to like Europe. Everyone would probably say Europe. I've already been to Japan. So yeah, Europe is out of the country for sure. Europe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, last question for me. And then we have a special question from the previous guest. Uh, and, and this is definitely uh, the oddest question that I've ever asked, but would you rather have a cat that barks or a dog that meows? <laughs> You know, it's funny because I have a dog. She's like 60 pounds. She's like uh, Australian cat or Labrador. But I always say that she's a cat because she just wants to, <laughs> she's like 60 pounds, but she just wants to snuggle up and, you know, curl up all the time. She's huge. She looks scary, but she's like a cat. So probably a uh, dog that meows. <laughs> all right. Did you already have one in your house? Yeah. I do. <laughs> so one of the things I started uh, some time ago now, uh, and I, I copied that from Stephen Bartlett's Diary of a CEO podcast, uh, is I have every guest ask the next guest a question, not knowing who that guest is and when when we're even going to record. And uh, the, the fascinating thing truly to me is that every question so far seems to be asked to the right person. Uh, and I, I think this is a very deep and introspective question for you. So Christine Porter would like to know, uh, if you look at a headstone at a gravesite, there's a date and then a dash and then a date. And the dash is obviously what defines your life. So what would you like your dash to say? What would you like your dash to mean? Oh, man. Is it like one thing or is it like a, a really big <laughs> like headstone? I mean, <laughs> what... <laughs> You know, it, it's just going to be the, the dash, right? But there's so much meaning behind that dash for yeah, everything that you've accomplished between the dates. So what what do you um, want that dash to mean? I will say this. It's just random note on that. On TikTok, I had seen this ad where they put QR codes now. So you scan it and it shows up like their pictures and like all their family's pictures. And I just, oh, I thought that was it's so random, but... Um, I thought that was pretty that's clever, actually, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you get to yeah. see their life and their photos, you know, stuff like that. Oh, God, that's such a good one. Man, got me thinking like really deep. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Man, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I mean, I'm sure, like, to be honest, it would probably be around family it would be it wouldn't even be you know they say like right at the end of your life you don't look at your certifications all the awards you won and all of that it's more of like who are the people that were around there at the end that really love you um so it'd probably be like you know loving mom and partner and daughter granddaughter you know so something like that yeah yeah uh, that's actually uh so incredibly deep in so many ways that uh, we could like just go down that rabbit hole. But uh, 
the, the people we impact in our lives uh, who will carry on our memories and our stories uh, and maybe even our missions. Um, that, that's, that's really what you're trying to get at here, right? Uh, the, uh, building those relationships in your lifetime. So uh, that's, that's truly a deep and profound way of looking at it. Well, it's, it's your turn to pay it forward. Uh, what question would you like to ask the next <laughs> guest? Again, not knowing who that person is, what they do, who they are, uh, and when we're even going to record. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. One, um, I ask this to my partner all the time. Like, in another life, in another life, what career, right? What career, job, or you know, title would you have, right? Um, different than what you are doing right now. Yeah, you know, because like in another life, I felt like I would have been a chef in like a Michelin star kitchen. And, you know, I don't, I don't cook like that, but I maybe in another life, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. Like in, mm -hmm. in, in some other life, in some other dimension, what, what, what would you be like? Who would you be like? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wrote it down. I'll be sure to ask the next guest. Uh, so, you know, listen to the episode that follows yours to figure out what the answer is and, and who is the person who gets to answer that, that question. I, I love that. Um, <laughs> all right. Where, where can people reach out to you? Um, so my home base is Instagram. Uh, it's at Catherine May LLC. Uh, which you'll see all my links on their website, CatherineMayLLC.com. Yeah, you can find all my information, services. If you're in SoCal or San Diego or even California, I would say reach out to me because we are building in all over California right now. Um, so, yeah, I would love to, you know, get in touch with anyone that maybe you want to feel inspired again, motivated, you need some resources. So just message me. And I say this all the time. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And that, that's sometimes the hardest thing. I, I started coaching introverts and uh, th that reaching out to strangers is can be can be so hard, can be so energy draining. Um, and, and what you find a lot of times, it's w once you're through it, once you've done it a few times, you realize it's actually not hard and the response is not as bad as you expect. You know, people don't yeah. bite. <laughs> uh, so it, that's definitely a, a good thing to know is, yes, absolutely. We shout out to Kat. She's a nice person. I hope we've demonstrated <laughs> that in this episode. Yeah, I hope uh, so too. And, yeah, right? <laughs> Um, all right. A any final words for the world from you? No, that's all. Thanks so much for having me on this show. It was really fun. Your questions are so good. I was like, man, I'm, I'm excited about this. So yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> no, thank you for doing this. It's been an absolutely wonderful <laughs> conversation. I think we talked about so many things that we could go yeah. into so much more depth on too, but this has yeah. been absolutely an inspiring conversation. I can't wait to share this thank with the world you. for people to listen yeah. in, get to meet you uh, and, and hopefully find a better path forward for themselves yeah. in their own lives as a result. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kat. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I really hope you enjoyed that. The questions that I asked towards the end are from my new book, The Simple Networking Tool. It's a great book uh, that redefines how we network. It's all about who someone is and not what they are. So if you want to get your own book, it's available on Amazon. If you want to learn more, there's videos about it here on YouTube. So you can check out this amazing new social science experiment. I'm so excited for it. If you do get a book and you do start your own, please let me know how it goes and what your experience is like. I'm working on the second edition and I want to make it the best one yet. So 
Be sure to tag me. Let me know how it goes. Thanks for watching.